1: What is up and welcome to the uncontested podcast coming to you live Wednesday, August 2nd. I'm probably part of the Blue Wire podcast network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffen. Got my guy, Kamiar with me tonight.
2: Hey, everybody. I'm uh, watching my favorite soccer team and the best player got hurt within the first 40 minutes of the games with the knee injury. So that's good. Soccer and knee injuries. Those usually go well together.
1: Is it still preseason soccer? Is it actual?
2: It's preseason. The real season begins in, what's today, the third? Today's the second. second. The real season begins in 11 days.
1: There you go. Uh, Our guy Taylor will be joining us shortly uh, after he cleans up poop uh, from his text. I am not sure if it's the dog's poop or his poop. It's got to be human. It's got to be human. But Godspeed to Taylor and the poop, at least the Roomba. Didn't get a hold of it. I got a text message from my mother the other day that said because she was supposed to call me and she said I'll call you in a few minutes. I got home, the dog pooped in the floor and the Roomba <laughs> got a hold of it. And Hasn't apparently, it
2: more than once,
1: literally just like slung shit everywhere.
2: Hasn't this happened more than once? I've like... heard
1: stories of this. I don't think it's ever happened to anyone I know,
2: okay. but. um, I feel like I've heard that, that that story sounds very familiar. Like it was in ho- in house, like that. It I wasn't uh, like this random story.
1: Do not envy uh, having to clean up the Roomba poop. I mean, do you just trash the Roomba after that? Like there's no way you're getting like the insides of the Roomba clean.
2: Depends on if it's like a I mean, it sound. That doesn't sound like it was kind of like it's like a dry poop, you know, because if it's dry pellets. You're fine. But if it's the squish, well, I, that whole thing got to go.
1: Yeah, like you can't like wash it. You can't put water in the room. But there's no way you're cleaning out all the innards. That
2: you've got to square one. Smell like you had to, You would have to completely take it apart.
1: Yeah, that's just put it in the trash bin or wash it. Send it back to Amazon. Put, it in, put it
2: in the put it in the dishwasher. See what happens.
1: <laughs> Won't be the worst plan in the world?
2: That's how I solve my problems? I put it in yeah. the dishwasher. That's
1: a dishwasher washing machine. One of the two. Warship. It... Dun, 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 dun. all right come let's talk some uh thunder basketball there hasn't been a whole lot of news recently but some interesting things have come out uh first one i thought we'd touch on is newly acquired thunder player usman garuba
2: who's mine? how many players does oklahoma city have now oh lord have mercy
1: Usman, apparently, and I believe this was while he was training with Spain for FIBA basketball, uh, had some comments about being traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, quote, they have told me they trust me a lot. They think I was not in the right situation in Houston and I agree with them.
2: Nobody's ever in the right situation if they're in Houston. Let's get that first out. So.
1: The Thunder are a team whose style of play can come in handy for me and from the times I've played against them, I think I can benefit from that system. It's a young team but they compete a lot. They have done it this season. I admire them a lot for have uh after having seen and played against them. He also mentioned that they discussed his contract uh-huh. with both Sam Presti and head coach Mark Dagnall. Uh-huh. He mentioned that the Thunder was the team that he wanted to get drafted to in the first place, uh-huh. which is something I would say if I just got traded and there was the sure. fear of me getting cut. Yeah. Um, but some interesting quotes from Usman Garuba come Do these quotes make you second guess at all? If he might make the 15 man roster uh, over some of these other guys that we've been discussing recently.
2: I mean, he's a six foot eight guy that can get down low guard. I mean, like for the for for the Thunder, it looks like he would be guarding three through five, uh, more so fours and the fives, I would suppose. Um, I don't know. He was wait, when 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 was he drafted?
1: Uh, he was the same year as Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Is that okay. right?
2: Okay. Yeah, well, it sounds like his replacement. But uh let me check on that while you talk. But I remember when that draft was ha- uh, before that draft happened, uh, a lot of folks on this podcast, I'd see like again, like I don't go on deep dr- dives into drafts and to mock drafts because nothing ever really ends up on like like it like people predicted it, predicted it to. It's just needed needed content unless there's an obvious number one, then of course that's obvious number one or whatever. Um, but I remember several people on this podcast actually liking Usaman Garuba in the first place um, before the draft even happened. And so now knowing that he's a six foot eight guy is can, can is a good defender. Um, I think he held Zion to like six points while Zion was healthy once. Uh, I mean, like that could be a off night with Zion, but He's got thick body. He's got quick legs. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know. I've been really disappointed in JRE as far as his preseason play, but he's just coming off an injury, so I don't want to jump to get any conclusions. But I think there's a chance he makes a roster. I mean, Presti liked him. He likes OKC. I mean, like that's what everybody says when they get signed and hope to play. But, uh, I mean, is also recognized, sure, they may not be the fanciest, but they're the most classy organization and probably the best to work for with regards to Sam Presti. So I don't know. It's just, it's, it's off season talk. Like, I don't even know how many dudes they have on the roster anymore. That's how I feel about it.
1: Yeah. If Usman Garuba makes it, he's like your 14th or 15th guy. He's a project dude. That's probably playing a ton of G league basketball. I mean, he has some tools. I, I, I see he and JRE very similarly. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it feels like you are choosing one or the other. It would be an interesting experiment thought experiment as far as like, if it comes down to like the last roster cut, right. And it's between JRE and Garuba and you could, uh, just straight up cut JRE, like buy the contract out and keep Garuba. Or there's an option out there, where somebody's willing to trade for Garuba and you get like a second round pick. Sure. And then you keep JRE. Like which direction the thunder would go? Would they elect to just cut a guy to keep Garuba? Or maybe keep the lesser of the two in JRE and get a second round pick for Garuba. Um, an interesting kind of back and forth right there. But I think you're right. It's at the end of the day, like this is gonna be your 14th, your 15th man, Jay will will play over either one of these guys barring something crazy. Uh, Poku will play over either of these guys barring something crazy. Uh, Obviously you have um, Usman Jang. You have Chet Hongren, like these guys, whoever they keep is going to be primarily a G league guy, I think, but still fairly interesting. Um, These comments from Garuba. I thought they were kind of fascinating.
2: I mean, I, I, whether it's JRE, like you mentioned, like whether it's JRE or whoever is they're really splitting hairs between who's going to be on the roster and who's not going to be on the roster. I mean, if you're not even that 10th guy, 11th guy, you're not going to see the floor in the playoffs. So to me, uh, I don't, I don't really care. I don't think it's going to be a storyline at the end of the day because I don't think JRE is going to break ground as a – you know, a, a new starter. And I don't think Garuba would ed- ever end up being that guy. I think I'm with
1: you. Uh, let's move on uh, more Thunder player news. Our guy, Chet Holmgren appeared on the, all the smoke podcast uh, just recently released, but was recorded a while back during summer league out in Las Vegas. It's actually recorded at the, the Wynn hotel, which is where we recorded in the blue wire studio, which is pretty cool. Uh, but Chet went on to talk to Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes.
2: Yeah, it's a great podcast. If you guys yeah, a lot of subscribed. if
1: if you guys haven't listened to it already, I would highly
2: encourage and you. Don't mind profanity.
1: Yeah, uh, Chet cussed a lot, which I appreciate. I'm sure Sam Presti um, was not very much appreciating. Chet's still but,
2: teenage. Chet's still teenager, right?
1: No, I think he's 21.
2: What? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Well, oh, oh,
1: missing that year uh, ages you pretty quick. Yeah. But, um any, any thoughts from, I don't have quotes from that, but Chuck talked about, um, quote-unquote, bulking up and adding strength, not necessarily size and bad weight. Uh, he talked about working on his game through the injury, uh, talked about some of the young guys on the team, um, their, their trajectory, their goals for next season, uh, answered a lot of fun questions like, Who are the players you like to watch the most that aren't on your team? Uh, Anything interesting from that chat interview uh, that jumped out at you?
2: Not in particular. I mean, I just think it's cool that Oklahoma City keeps on getting more. and And I think this is the bigger picture. Oklahoma City keeps on getting more opportunities to showcase their players in different ways. Whether it's Shea and Lou on Team Canada, which, I mean, of course, that's a testament to their talent. But, I mean, Shea in commercials, um, uh, who, who Josh Giddy in commercials, you know, uh, and, and stuff like that. And so just having another guy like Chet Holmgren, who hasn't even played an NBA game yet, like an actual NBA game have a guy like Chet Holmgren that people still want to interview in like for things that get national attention, like the all the smoke podcast. It's not like Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson aren't doing like, well, like that's a really, really, really good. I believe the top 10 sports. podcast. Yeah, it's like a top five in, in, yeah. in the world. And you get more brand exposure from OKC uh, because of the amount of talent that Sam Presti is bringing in um, as far as Chet goes. I mean, like, the dude just he's with he's with two of nbas uh steven jackson was definitely i mean a tough guy i mean he, especially in those indiana days like steven jackson like he, you know people got a, people remember a tame version like about how he conducted himself on the court with the spurs but steven jackson indiana was awesome and then matt barnes like you always had made the joke about him and hepatitis, but he uh <laughs> Matt Barnes, the same kind of guy, same kind of kind of work ethic on the court as well. And to be invited on a podcast like that, to get that much exposure, I think speaks volumes on the perceived talent that players already talk about around each other uh, of Chet Holmgren because they still are running pickup Um, and players talk. I mean, that's no secret. It shouldn't be a secret. That's how scouting reports also get out there. It's not just like film. It's also word of mouth. And so it's good for the brand. It's good for OKC. It's good for Chet Holmgren. Everybody wins.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting. Those two guys on all the smoke are like, for lack of a better term, like the bad guys of the NBA, right? They're like the, the They're dirty. They're the
2: enforcers. They're the yeah. enforcers.
1: They are now. They do the like,
2: dirty work that people they don't want to do.
1: Yeah, they are now with the NBA, like they mentor the incoming rookies. Yeah. Which is really cool, I think.
2: I really um, learned a lesson or two, you know.
1: They both told Chet that they have him as their rookie of the year this coming season over Victor Wembanyama, which I thought was fun. Um, some of the comments that Chet made, I just thought were were pretty cool. They asked him, "Which are you, which of the players on the Thunder besides yourself who are like primed for a breakout year?" And he said, "Basically, we have so many young guys, so many guys with high talent. It's going to be a different guy every night. You know, whoever gets the most shots, whoever the ball bounces to, like." that guy has a chance to have a huge night because we have so many guys, which I thought was a really cool quote. Um, and then some of the guys Chet talked about that he likes to watch or that he watched either growing up um, or kind of models his game after mentioned Kevin Durant a lot. Uh, I think we kind of already knew that talked a lot about Dirk Nowitzki, which I thought was really cool. Um, you can, you can see, some shades of, of Dirk and Chet, especially with like that turnaround, one footed
2: turnaround. Like yeah. High knee fade away. I think it's gone down like twice.
1: <laughs> uh, it looks pretty when it does though. Uh, Chet, obviously like a different level defender than Dirk ever was. Um, but just, he talked about watching a lot of Kobe, watching a lot of Devin Booker. Um, so just these, like you wouldn't think of Chet, like picking things up from D book or from Kobe. But it, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, just an overall, just a really good interview. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head, Kamiar, that him being on that show, A, surprises me that Thunder PR like didn't tell him no. Um, Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes said, hey, we got another guy from your team we want to get on the show. Uh, hit up SGA. And I was just thinking, there is no way the Thunder are going to let SGA go in all the smoke. like.
2: I mean but, Shea, would, Shea would cuss less and he'd be more respectful. Um
1: Chet I mean, also, not, not
2: that Chet was not not respectful, but like Chet Shea would cuss less and try to you know carry his brand. Chet's just
1: yeah, maybe more professional.
2: Yeah, because more Chet, mature Chet's yeah, he's he's not as mature as an NBA player. He's just there having fun. Yeah. Um
1: but Chet's like kind of built for this. Like, uh oh, I just lost Kamiar.
2: It's are you back? It, yeah, it it's just the lights went out for a second, apparently. Um and uh I don't know. I why why wouldn't OKC allow Shay on the show?
1: I just feel like the Thunder are very protective of their players when it comes to uh having them appear with media.
2: I think I think you're if one of your damn rookies that already got hurt should probably be the one of the guys you protect the most. <laughs> you would think so. Um Chet's
1: also just kind of made for that. Like Every interview you see with Chet, he's just, he's so comfortable. He's so personable. Like he just, he has that persona, that vibe around him of a guy that like maybe he never amounts to like becoming a superstar, but just the way he interacts with media, the way he talks, he kind of gives that vibe to me of just the way a superstar would go about like talking to media and I, it feels like he's been groomed for this for a very long time. He's been practicing the PR stuff for a very long time.
2: I think he's just having fun. He's also a 21 year old. Just having fun. Yeah, um,
1: fun. You uh, had mentioned this to us earlier in our Slack channel, but Thunder already have, well, not already having another injury, another shoulder injury this time with newly signed 29 year old rookie, Vasile a Michich. Uh, apparently, Has a shoulder injury. That's not the full reason why he's not playing for Serbia in FIBA basketball this summer. Um, But it is part of the reason. Uh, He is expected to be ready to go for camp. But come here, that's two shoulder shoulder surgeries. Not surgeries. Shoulder injuries. No one's had surgery. Let me say that again. No one's had surgery. But two shoulder injuries in Poku and now Micic with the Thunder this offseason. What the hell are they doing in these workouts?
2: what it's what are they doing in serbia (laughs) it's a serbia thing (laughs) um no it's it's i don't think it's anything to worry about and like nobody's like poku he'll be fine Michic, i mean it's just like adds icing onto the cake for mitchitch haters i mean i personally don't care um i mean I'm very curious to see now that we know what he's getting paid, what his role is going to be on on the team. Um, but, I mean, I, as far as reading into it, he's 29 years old. He's had a shoulder injury. Should we get to go for camp? He's a super big guard. Um, these things happen. It could be like like the extent of the injury wasn't disclosed, right?
1: Not that I'm aware of.
2: Yeah, no, and and it could be as simple as just a as a bruised as as a bruise. Uh, it could like as a bruised muscle. Uh, that's what they call it. It's a fancy word for it called a contusion, and like uh, that's literally all it could be. Or you know, it's it's just whatever. I don't really feel any type of way about it. But I mean, it's convenient that people are like. You know, he's turning 30 during the NBA season and he gets an injury right before the season even starts. So, I mean, it's very, very timely. Yeah. Gaining fruit, I suppose. He may
1: end up by the start of the regular season being the oldest player on the roster. If they uh, cut slash wave Victor Oladipo, I think Vasile Mitch is the next oldest player, which is just wild uh, considering he's a rookie. Uh, Last thing, Kamyar, before we get on to our game of this or that, FIBA basketball. We've mentioned it multiple times. FIBA basketball is on its way. So I want to ask you, with so many Thunder players participating in FIBA hoops this summer, which team are you cheering for outside of the USA?
2: you've got team uh, Canada with Lou and Shay. The USA team low-key sucks anyways so I'm gonna go with the team that probably will win which is probably team Canada
1: you're not going Australia
2: I mean Australia is a close second right they always play fun in FIBA, in FIBA basketball um, they have a good squad so, too yeah they've got a good squad but I would I mean like heck it's hard to go against the Canadians right now is it not I
1: would probably agree um if Serbia was healthy, you'd probably go with Serbia because is Jokic even right. playing? I don't know. But if Poku, I... Jokic, and Micic were all playing, like that's a fun squad. Um, France obviously has a really good team.
2: Oh, yeah, France. Yeah, that's true. But i mean, like, they're in the conversation. There's so many good players from Canada. So I'm rooting for the country of Canada. It's a you know, and it's also closest to the United States.
1: This is true, so it's, easier, it's um, easy for me. I am going to read you. God, there's a lot of people here. I'm going to read you the names that you'll recognize from Team Canada, and sure. I want you to tell me where Shea and where Dort rank on the roster. Okay,
2: okay,
1: you have Nikhail Alexander Walker, RJ Barrett, Dylan Brooks, Lou Dort. Shea, Corey Joseph, Jamal Murray, Kelly Alennick, Dwight Powell. Those are probably all the names that like most people recognize. There's um other guys on here, but I mean, maybe the only other one is like O'Shea Brissett, but I don't think anyone's really throwing him at the top. Um, so once again, Nikel Alexander, Walker, RJ Barrett, Dylan Brooks, Lou Dort, Shay. Corey Joseph, Jamal Murray, Kelly Olynyk, Dwight Powell. Where would what you is... put Shea and, uh, and Dort as far as the hierarchy on that team?
2: Uh, you got to think Shea is. It's your it's whatever your opinion of Jamal Murray is, right? That's what it boils down to. Uh, Shea ultimately looks like and has performed like the better players season in and season out, especially this last season. The uh, like Jamal Murray is like he plays, he's so streaky. He plays uh, like I, I wasn't sure if when they had the playoffs, sorry, when they had the playoffs in the bubble it was bubble Jamal Murray and he went nuts. And Uh then they got to the actual conference finals and nothing happened. And that's why I was so skeptical this past playoffs. I was like, Jamal Murray is not going to be that dude again. And he was about that life in the Western conference finals, which is good for him, but he doesn't consistently show what Shea is able to do. So Shea ranks first among everybody on that Canada team, even over RJ Barrett, Consistently, hey, I think Shea's like the main go to guy. I would agree. I, spo- I was you put I was, Jamal too. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. Jamal's got to be two. Then you have I, a question. Then you then you go in between Corey Joseph and RJ Barrett. And wouldn't you suggest that you would like RJ Barrett or over Corey Joseph? Oh, yeah. I put
1: Corey, Corey Joseph's just too old at this point. I'd put him pretty far down the list.
2: Would you put Lou Dort at five then?
1: Yeah, I think I would go Shea and then um Jamal Murray, RJ Barrett. Sure. And then after th- this is gonna pain me to say. I think after that it it's like a toss up Dort versus Dylan Brooks. Like Dylan Brooks is what a fine basketball player did you skip over Corey joseph yeah i put Corey joseph down really um yeah i put you him You so
2: high on him for like the last five years what happened just like now
1: yeah he's just old
2: yeah but it, the, i mean not as I mean, good i mean they, yeah that happens he's, but they don't mean like like what if, what Dork gives you defensively i mean Look at his, look, the, the man was shooting like how, what percentage from the floor and like most Bad. of it was just He's one of the worst,
1: worst finishers, worst of finishers guards. in the league. Yeah. I mean, Corey can really shoot the ball. He's just 32 now. Um, really lacks it on the defensive end. So I'd probably put Dort and Brooks ahead of him. Um, and then he'd be right behind those guys. But I think it says a lot that Shea is, I mean, I think Shea is the go-to guy on that roster, like over Jamal Murray. Now Jamal Murray is the better shooter of the two for sure. Sure. Like, but when it comes to size, length, defensive ability, um, ball handling, finishing, all that stuff, like Shea is. If I'm Team Canada, if I'm Team Canada, if we're in the like the knockout stages of FIBA and you're playing France, and it's a a one or two point game with twenty seconds on the clock. I'm putting the ball in Shay's hands over anybody else on that roster. I'm not really thinking twice about it.
2: And you said Dwight Powell's on that team too?
1: Yeah, Dwight Powell, uh, Kelly Olenek.
2: If that if that's the case, like...
1: They got Zach Eady.
2: I don't know. If, if you're going to put Corey Joseph like that... And I know Corey Joseph isn't like the Raptors' Corey Joseph or San Antonio Corey Joseph. But, uh... I mean, I feel like if we're gonna put him that low, is he really above Dwight Powell? I mean, I kinda like Dwight Powell. Like Dwight
1: Powell's nice. I mean, like, you know, he's not like
2: he's not gonna he's a good fine. role player. He yeah, knows, he knows what he role. is. He knows what he is. Play defense, finish lobs. That that's that's all you got, brother. And you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. And Kelly Olenek, take charges, make threes. <laughs> you know, that that's basically what it is.
1: Apparently, there are a pair of brothers on Team Canada, Phil Scrub and Thomas Scrub, who play for the Niagara River Lions and the Ottawa Blackjacks.
2: who be scrubbing the most? <laughs> They're both scrubs. Do this smell test. Oh, well, ain't no scrubs.
1: Uh, Kelly Olenek might start for this team, to be honest.
2: Yeah, they don't really have any bigs when you mentioned we, that. We totally house, skipped
1: like... over to Kelly Alexander Walker, too. Like, where does he land on that list?
2: Low, because I don't think he's very good.
1: Yeah, probably after the guys that we've already talked about, but I mean he'll get minutes.
2: Who's on the Australia team?
1: Uh let me pull it up real quick. We know that uh Australia. I had to figure out how to spell that word real quick. We know that both the Thunder players, current Thunder players, are Jack on Jack
2: Smith, the team. Jack White, Jack, Jack White White, uh, and Josh Giddy. Is Patty Mills there?
1: Oh, I am sure. I'm pulling the the roster up right now. No, nope, that's not what I wanted.
2: After that, oh, Delhi De, is Delhi playing Australia?
1: He is Australian, I think. He or is he would sitting be for them?
2: Is he? Is he? Or is he done? Ben Simmons is not playing Australia with the, in Australia for Australia.
1: Well, that would be a pretty bold assumption to think he would be, since he hasn't played basketball at all in like yeah. two years. Where do you find the roster? Jeez.
2: Australia men's basketball team. Australia FIBA men's basketball roster. There's a Lord lot of mercy. pictures.
1: No list of a roster.
2: Are, don't you recognize the faces of every NBA player you've ever seen in your life? What's wrong with you? Uh, uh, well,
1: Matisse Dibal is playing. Del Vadova is playing. Patty Mills <laughs> is playing. Matisse um, doesn't move the
2: needle for me that much. De- Delhi's getting old.
1: Uh, Jack White is playing.
2: I've never seen him play, but Josh says he's good. But I watched a
1: two-minute highlight.
2: Yeah, I, you can watch a highlight, and you can watch a guy that also likes one of his friends from Australia talk about how, 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 how giddy he is, like... Yes, I would also probably gas up my friends. So who who else?
1: I'm having trouble finding a roster.
2: What's wrong with you?
1: Like this roster is from like a year ago. Uh the Canada one was super easy
2: to find. So Really. Profile.
1: That's not what I want. Yep, I don't know where it's at.
2: Well, I've got France's. We've got Rudy Gobert, hey, Mustafa Fall, Matthias Lasur, Grashon Yabusele, Nicolas Batum, Teddy Tarpe, Yakuba Atura, Evan Fournier, don't Google him. Elite <laughs> Cobo, Frank Nelikina, Nando Decolo, and Sylvain Francisco.
1: Okay, so maybe like Team that. France isn't as good as I thought. I love the
3: pronunciations. I took so are we yeah, talking well, uh, took, France? I-
2: i, I, took, I took three <laughs> years of french in high school homie i still remember how to count to like 50 all right i still know how there to we go verbs i'm not the ignorant american when i fly
1: i don't know how to conjugate american
2: verbs i just tell people i'm Canadian, so they don't hate me i'm just kidding <laughs> um but <Hey>. um <laughs> i mean can Canada- i don't i, I, don't, I think Canada's it's... better than all those teams yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. for the australian team um I'm kind of surprised Ous isn't playing French ball. Like, I think that would been good for him this summer uh, for I'd Team like Australia. Him to play
2: American ball with the Thunder guys—that'd
1: be nice. We, we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Uh, I think Josh Giddy is the best player on Team Australia, and it's not really close either. Like, yeah, he's better than yeah, all those never... other
3: dudes. Them... Those highlights which are which good. is crazy those because right
1: player. before Josh got drafted, I don't know if you guys remember, he played in. Uh, a team Australia um, Olympic like exhibition out in Vegas, and a lot of uh, scouts were out there watching him. Uh, and he was like, basically, basically what Chet and J Dub are for Team USA this year. That's what Josh was for Team Australia like two years ago. I
3: don't, I don't remember. And
1: that. now you don't. I no, I remember very awesome. vividly. Like mm-hmm. it was like a week or two before the draft, and a shit ton of scouts were out in Vegas. It was huh. either Vegas or like somewhere on the West Coast. Yeah, Um, watching them play and Josh got in for like 15 minutes. Um, He's gone from that to now being like, I think, no question, the best Australian player on the roster.
2: And I think you'll look really, really good uh, like. Of course, Josh usually looks really good. Oh, Dyson uh, Daniels is also on um, ooh, Yeah, yeah, don't care. On Australia. Um <laughs> uh, I think I yeah. think that he will look even better uh than a lot of people are expecting because Josh like people don't this uh, Americans struggle enter in international play a lot of times when their best play- like their very best players are not playing. Because the international game is so much different than the American style of playing NBA mm-hmm. basketball, and the rules are different, and uh, I think Josh knowing that stuff—that's why these European players, and that's why these European teams are really, really good. I think France will outperform, or overperform expectations, despite like what the roster kind of looks like, uh, just simply because, I mean, the, the way they play basketball. So I think Josh in Australia, like. They've got some shooters, you got some ball movers, you got some pick and poppers. It, they could be a fun team to watch as well. But again, like Canada's like Team Canada, they still are gonna play like like more of like an American style, the Americas style of basketball, I suppose. Whereas over in Europe, they just, they play different. Um it it it's like Europe is legitimately positionless basketball, and that's what they're trying to accomplish. I mean, like in in the Thunder organization and the NBA in general, but it's just a different style and just the rules again are different. Like you yep. can swat a ball if it is on the rim. There's no goaltending. So love
1: Finland Australia is one of the first game. That's a lot of white folks. Um, <laughs> no Laurie Markkinen. <laughs> so, so
3: please clip that right there.
1: <laughs> Finland uh, will not have Laurie Markkinen. Team Canada's first game is against Team France. No, that's good. I can't wait for Shay to cook the absolute shit out of Rudy Gobert.
2: <laughs> what if the first play of the floor he gets swatted to like the fifth row? All right. Stop talking. That
1: game is at eight thirty AM. If you want to watch Finland Australia, uh you would have to tune in at three AM. Ooh.
2: I love stuff over Time to burn
1: some of that PTO, folks. All right. We're gonna take our first break of the night. On the other side, we are going to play a game of this or that. We'll be right back.
4: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And we are back. If you
3: missed it, Taylor is here now. Hi, Taylor. I am here. Um, Hey. How's the poop? I have learned (laughs) Oh, It smells so bad. Yeah. I told <laughs> I, I told Jake it was gonna. I sent you guys a picture of a poor Rumble. So it's super long story short. Uh, I'm it, I'm home alone tonight. Home alone today. Therefore, I'm in charge of Rumble. Um, just I just so we're clear, on. Rumble's
1: the dog, not the baby. <laughs>
3: Correct. <laughs> Brooks has not pooped all over the floor. It, it was my dog, Rumble. Um, Rumble went outside during lunch when I let him out and ate a bunch of grass because he thinks he's a cow. And um, I came home to some very unpleasant uh, surprises. We'll leave it at that here. And the office that I left open, that the door I left open, unfortunately, which just so happens to also be the room I podcast in. So it is cleaned up, but still does not smell very great. Yeah. Godspeed. Not, uh, Not fun.
2: That's awesome, man. (laughs) All right, let's play a game
1: of this or that. Uh, This one's a really simple one. I'm going to give you guys, so I'm kind of cheating because some of these don't have a A or B option. Um, They're a little more complex than that, but they still kind of fit in the this or that category. So I'm going to give you guys a statement. You're going to choose this or that, option A or option B. Some of them are a little more convoluted than that. Let's kick off with one of those more convoluted ones. The this or that question is, which stat from last year is SGA most likely to improve on this season? Is it the 31.4 points per game, the 4.8 rebounds per game, the 5.5 assists per game, 1.6 steals, or 1.0 blocks? So this is a this or that or that or that. Or that.
3: Or that. <laughs> but Considering
1: like Josh hopefully takes a leap, J-Dub takes a leap, you bring Kaysen in, you've got Chet coming in, everyone takes a step forward, you would assume that's more love to spread around. Maybe statistics drop. But of those statistics I just listed, which one is most likely to go up for Shea next season?
2: Rebounds. Got to be rebounds. That's not the one I was going with, so I like that, here. I definitely don't think he's going to like, I don't see the man dropping more than 31 a game next year. I mean, that'd be a
1: lot. I mean, that that's, that's leading the saying. league in scoring.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like I don't see him dropping 31 plus next year because I don't think he needs to. Um, as far as the steals, uh, um, I think that stays pretty consistent throughout the next however many years of his career. Blocks, I think, actually will go down as a result of Chet. Uh, assists, you there. just you just signed Mitchich, another point guard and another ball handler, so I think that takes away assists. So I feel like there are... The, the thing that I would say is rebounds because you still technically don't have a big man. So wherever the ball lands and if he's a leader pushing the ball up the floor, like they had done like for the last however many years, then it feels like rebounds to me. I don't know. It's, it feels like the most natural one, like just looking at the roster composition. So I really it, like when it
1: comes to the steals, 1.6 per game amongst guards, Shea ranked fifth yeah. in the league. Um, that is fifth if we include everybody. If we take out Shaq Harrison, who played five games, and Jacob Gilliard,
3: who hey, played one Shaq game. Shaq Harrison, fellow TU uh, alumni, and very good friend of mine, by the way. Thank you very much. Good dude, but we're going to omit him because he played five games.
1: Then Shay is third behind DeLon Wright and Fred Van Vliet. 1.8 and 1.8 for both of those guys, and then Shay at 1.6. So he's already like top, top tier when yeah, it comes to the steals. When you look at guards, uh, Shea is uh, number two amongst all guards and blocks per game uh, behind Stanley Umude, who played one game, 2.1 minutes uh, for the Detroit <sighs> Pistons. So if we omit the small sample size, Shea led all guards and blocks per game last season. So improving on those would be pretty damn impressive. Yeah. If there's any
2: one of them, I would say rebounds. But Taylor's I been like, waiting I like talk. that
3: you went that way, Kamiar. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Like you said, especially the way that, that this team is going to play. Like you think about the players they're bringing in. <laughs> Not necessarily a true big. Like I absolutely could see that being a stat. I think that Che improves on. So I I, I really like that, but that was not the low-hanging fruit I think that I was thinking of first. The one I was thinking of was assist. And you mentioned like bringing in... uh miss
2: uh, uh, <laughs> uh, He said remember. he was going to pronounce Mitchich wrong. <laughs> and I did. Like two weeks ago. Basilier. Yeah, um, you make up for it. You're bringing in additional
3: ball handlers like... Dang, Cuckoo you know, said he's okay. Case and That's Wallace and, and others. Like, I get it. But when you bring in a player like Chet, especially in that starting lineup in the minutes I I think they are going to play together. I mean, it's not just Shay, you know, we've talked a lot about this over the past year, but giddy uh, dub. Like, I think all those players assists are going to go up just naturally. Chet's a free
1: five assists a game for this team.
3: Right. When you have a lob threat and a four spacer that fits so perfectly like Chet does. I, like, I know don't get me wrong. about that. I think that's just like an automatic assist is an automatic.
2: I don't get me wrong. I think, I think that he definitely makes it easier for Shea eh, for those assists for everybody. I mean, like the dude is going to be taller on the court than in pretty much a lot of people, especially with the wingspan. Um, I think there are many reasons to believe that Josh's assist numbers will go up because I feel like he has way more of a rapport with him and seemingly like is always on his hip. Like, Shay is not they glued are, to anybody's hip. They are pros. It, those dudes are going to find each other, like like all get out during the season because like they are trying to, and I think it's going to be very intentional, especially with I think you see Shay get subbed out first, and I think you see a lot of Josh and Chet together. I'm that sucky, Um you know? and I don't think you see a lot of Shay in in Chet together on the floor without a Josh um I, th- I i just don't see i see the minutes i see where you're going i see that makes a lot of sense but i just think like you mentioned a lot of people's assists are going to go up so if a lot of people's assists are going to go up they kind of have to like i don't know it's not like a sharp incline it's kind of a smoothing of it like a cap you know that got screws small markets and stuff <laughs> but uh For sure. you know it's i think someone so do so- that out but that's so a good we got point.
1: rebounds and assists are your two answers for the this or that 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 for this one. Uh yeah. next one. I don't know how to frame this one. Uh, wait, this or quickly.
3: That. Quickly, what's yours? Uh
2: you don't have to go into detail yeah, if you don't want to go. You can decide give me the steals, can... baby. Oh I thought he was gonna choose the one one of the ones we chose, and yeah. then I felt would feel like I won the argument. <laughs> <laughs> nope, give me the steals.
1: All right. This next one is a this or that for Chet's rookie stat line once the season is over. So what we'll do is I'll give you a number, and you guys can choose over or under for each of the numbers. First one, 15 points per game.
2: Under. Agreed. Okay. I don't think by much, but under.
3: Do you think still double digits? Yeah. No, it'll be a... I was thinking like 13, Kamiar. What do you think?
2: I was I was like, 13 ish, yeah, somewhere around there. I, I think I think it caps out at thirteen, but I was thinking 10 to, yeah, 10 to I 12. Yeah, I think
1: twelve and a half a game is a really good over under for him on points. Um, Eight point three rebounds.
2: That seems high, man. That does seem high. That seems really high for the team it. plays. And I see for, it. Yeah, but I agree, Kamiar. So you guys know. are going
1: under on this too.
3: What about yeah, going what under. about seven? Is that a good number? What do you think, Kamiar? If if you're setting the over under, yeah, like seven.
2: Just on the dot, just straight seven. Um That's a good over under, isn't if it? You put if you gave me it, the over under a six and a half, I yeah. would be very tempted to take the over. Six, six and a half might be the number. That's a good point. I, I think the seven's number. Seven's <laughs> tough.
1: Yeah. I gave you guys eight point three. I, I think it's gonna be close <sighs> to that. I really do. Really, I, I do.
2: I mean, I like the confidence. Don't get me wrong, but like, I feel like. Just being out, and to me, it also depends who starts at the four. Is it going to be Jalen? Yeah. In which Jalen? Are we? Are oh, we thinking two? It'll be. I, that's the other question. It'll be unless done. somebody be, gets know? injured.
1: I would be shocked if it's not Shay, Lou, Josh, Dub, and Chet as your starting okay. five.
2: Freaking nuts! And it's so, fun. like, that's what makes this hard to predict right now. Because again, like, do they want? That's
3: get spread out. Do right. they want
2: Dub to come off the bench, like that Harden thing, or is Sam Pressy going to make that mistake again? Um, I don't
1: think Dub ever comes so. off the bench he's again as long as he so throwing
2: it out there. It's happened before For sure. while OU was losing a Notre Dame game <laughs> in Norman. I uh, remember that very vividly, uh, if you can't tell. But um, I know it's a lot I, of scars there, and, and Kami. Like, and, and like Taylor said, again, <laughs> I feel like this is a very smoothing out. Like, yes. Chet is going to get the blocks, but I mean, like, look at preseason; he wasn't even getting that many rebounds. Like, yes, he got some double doubles when he actually like made a concerted effort to seek out those rebounds. But the ways in which they were playing, he wasn't doing that. I mean, it was organically like, who's closest to the ball? We're all six, eight, and taller, and that's kind of what this team is built to do. So I think like six and a half is cool, and I would take definitely seven. Seven's totally the number, the number for me.
1: I think um, Josh has led this the team in rebounding the past two seasons. I would say I don't see that happening next season. I think it'll be Chet. I think it's fair. Next I number, like 2.5
2: assists. <sighs> that's, a, that, that's
3: the perfect un- over-under, I think. I take um, under.
2: I still go two. Really? I say two. I say closer to two than anything, yeah. but I still take the under. Again, this dude is going to be an NBA rookie, and I'm saying he would average somewhere between twelve to ten twelve ten to twelve points, seven rebounds, and two assists. And we haven't even talked about blocks yet. And that's incredible. And people might might be yeah, like like we should be ecstatic if that actually happens and comes to fruition. And so like if there are people that are actually like not happy with how like how we're going about this, like I'm just throwing it out there. That's a great there's a lot of young mouths
1: to feed too. This isn't like,
3: Chet on the San Antonio yeah. Spurs. I think that's a great point, Kami. Right? Yeah, it's not Chet on the Charlotte Hornets. The My first thought was like too. Chet in a vacuum, right? Chet, rook, yeah. uh, rookie season coming into the league, like, oh, I think it's too long to suppress us. But right, yeah, no, I agree completely. I think two is probably more realistic. I think uh, Jacob is it has... Hit these over unders really well. Um, I could, I you. could I think see him solid.
2: averaging like at the end of the season, like 1.7, 1.8 assists. Yes, and now that, that would feel about right for me because there's okay. so many ball handlers on this team. Yeah. Next okay. number,
1: one point seven blocks.
3: Nick oh, is the really over.
2: big in his stats. Yeah. Give me Nick the over. Is,
3: this this is the over one. This is one I'm optimistic on. Why I are you going over? Why are you going over? Three. I think he will why flirt you- with. Three blocks per game. I really do. I'm close. I'm confident in that. I am what, way closer to three than 1.7. What's
2: What's the rationale be behind the over Just for for the listeners? Of course,
3: his in, his ability to his anticipation is next level for a prospect. There are not very many prospects who are able to. And I, I think about Sam Vecini. I think he worded this very well when he talks about both Chet. And then he, he mentioned the same uh, phrase when he mentioned Wimby, but they just altered, like, the geometry of the game, uh, the way that they are able to utilize their yeah. length. Like, when we were watching him, Kamiar in person a- in Vegas, and seeing just the way he was able to guard. Understanding
2: angles is stupid. Well, yes. H- yeah, and his rotation speed. The ability to understand angles and is incredibly length, important. right? Yeah. Like he's able to go up to frame. Top of the
3: key, drop, right and and drop coverage but still is able to like with his long
2: length he's able to (laughs) with a dude that doesn't even need to play drop coverage right yeah and
3: and you can't do a drop pass down to because he's able to cover that space and then he's also able to uh quickly go and and anticipate a a shot on the (laughs) on the basket like it's just yeah it's crazy so i think because of his his length the, the way he's able to utilize that length, his basketball IQ, as you mentioned, Kami and Jacob, the rotation um,
1: speed, the anticipation. Over, I would go. I would go like four stocks a game for him. Yeah, and I'd feel pretty comfortable with that. Steals
2: and yeah, blocks. I'm ticking. I'm ticking the. I'm ticking the over on the one point seven. I was just seeing what like what you guys are thinking. It makes sense. Um, I mean, I know Nick has talked on the podcast and in the Slack several times about. What it like historically would actually mean to average more than two blocks a game, or just two blocks a game as a rookie in general? And it's pretty like it's pretty prestigious. The amount yeah. of the, the names that are there, uh, I, can't, I don't have them off the top of my head, but I mean it is a it is an exclusive club for sure. I think he gets more than that because I think that's how the Thunder are going to play basketball. That's how they play basketball this year. They funnel if they weren't holding their their ball handler in front of them, um, they were always funneling them to the basket. They weren't trying to get that many threes off uh, uh, off of them. And with this iteration of the Thunder, they have so much length, you're not really going to be able to shoot over them unless you're also a really really tall team, and or, or unless the rotation is just like completely off and horrible. And they're gonna gonna you know run you to the basket where. You're gonna have your stuff erased. I mean, like that's what that's where that's their end yeah. game here. And, and we haven't so, even talked
1: about like possible zone coverage where exactly. Chet, Chet is low man all the time and, and just so, there to clean up the mess. He,
2: he, the, and that that that's what I'm banking on. And so, like that's why I say it's it's for me. It's easy to go over 1.7. Um, I would err on the side of caution and say yeah, 2.4, 2.5, 2.6 blocks a game would. Maybe sound right just because again, I'm with you. We might need to he's save a, that
3: one for a uh, a bets uh, podcast coming up. Yeah, I he's like a rookie, that. I like that a lot. He's
2: a, he's a rookie, uh, well, he's the quote unquote rookie, right? Um, and if he is in conversation for rookie of the year, I need people to check receipts for who was uh voting for who when the whole Donovan Mitchell BSery yeah. happened with the whole rookie Don year Mitchell, and sophomore year. Yep. I need last
1: that. Uh, last Chet stat line, over under on twenty five percent from three,
2: over. That's got to be over.
1: Okay, so I think let's you recap. Underneath them. Yeah, let's recap. You guys went under the fifteen points. You went under the eight and a half rebound, eight point three rebounds. You went under the two and a half assists. You went over the one point seven blocks, and over the twenty five percent from three. That's correct. Yes. You guys want to know where I got those numbers from?
2: Um, you just made them up. Ooh. Just made them up.
1: This would be <laughs> the season, rookie season stat line for Evan Mobley.
2: No, that's Ooh, fun. That sounds one. about right. That's a yeah, great that sounds one. About right.
1: 15, 8.3, 2.5 assists, 1.7 blocks, 25% from three. That
3: feels like, it, it, I love that you put those in there. It just feels like such a role, um, a role. Uh, the, the epitome of a role player right like um mm-hmm. the role that these players find themselves in i think that is perfect uh for mobley with the calves and then i think what we describe it, it'll be very different for chet here with the thunders yeah
2: he definitely has more established pieces in yeah. his rookie year or well, rookie year in the nba than Mobley did. A little more balanced, yeah. Okay, let's yeah. hit
1: a few more this and that's before our next break. Uh, we'll try to move a little quicker through these next two. This one's pretty easy. This or that for a roster spot. JRE or Usman Garuba?
3: <laughs> I was re- ready um, for Kamiar to go because I think I'm going to play the Kamiar role here. Uh, I think the unpopular opinion is JRE, and that's what I'm going with. He's a building pref- guy. Tried and true, and yeah. I, I get the group of hype. Uh, I understand the fit. I, I really do. I could totally see it. I could see a situation where both these players are, end up on the roster um, after roster
1: cuts oh, wow. happen. I, I think it's way more likely that both are gone than both. Yeah, that's, than both I, are was here. Gonna,
2: I was gonna say, how about no, Just no, 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 like that's at fair. all t- to both of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like Jalen Williams has has stepped up, and I mean. I think Jay Will
1: plays a lot off the bench this year. I think Jay Will
2: does play a lot off the bench. And they like to play small a lot. And they got Jack White, and he's legitimately going apparently going to play. And he's a bigger guy that's gonna come up and play probably the four, maybe some small ball five. He's a pick and pop option at 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 the five. I don't know how many big guys you realistically need on this team, knowing that they are all like six, seven plus. Mm -hmm. Like again, like it, it boils down to like what they have on the roster. They had a lot. Of, like everybody said, it last year. They have so much length on this team, but they don't really have any like big guys. Big guys, Jay, like Jalen Williams, is your biggest dude. He's he like that's he's your thickest guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like and Lou Dort's probably second, and that's saying something. And, Shit, they had
1: Lou Dort guarding Paulo Bancaro last year, and that's yeah. the thing,
2: right? And, <laughs> and he so,
1: clamped it's his ass like, down too. For
2: me, like, I I, I feel like. I'd be fine if both of them were gone. Now, as far as this or that, if I had to choose between them, I still err on the side of JRE just because he's familiar with the Thunder organization.
1: I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, Usman Garuba does have more years in the contract, which is interesting. Next mm-hmm. one, this or that. Total minutes played. Cason Wallace or Vasily Michig? Oh, This
2: is a great one. Michish. It...
1: Okay. Taylor
3: can't believe I'm like the devil's advocate here on tonight's podcast, but I'm going case and Wallace. I really do. Like this is an interesting dichotomy because like a lot of guys don't get minutes
1: for this team, Unless you play defense. We know case and plays defense. Sure. Mitchich is very well decorated and has a ton of experience. And you know, Mark will like that. They also like to develop young guys. So maybe they go like it's, Yes, the back and forth on this one is he also struggled
3: last season. I mean, his his best season, arguably, was 2021, 2022, uh, that that following season, he or I guess, sorry, last season, he played well, but it wasn't as well. It wasn't as good as 2021, 2022. He is a player who has, I don't know, struggles right term, but hasn't really engaged defensively. And just for all those reasons, I mean, he's he's also uh, he's six six, which is great for a guard. But at the same time, is not doesn't quite meet the size requirements that other guys like Dub and, and somebody like Usman Jang. Like these guys could be bringing the ball up the floor. Right. And I, I don't know. I just I wonder about Mitchich. I really do. I, I, I'm i not sure he's quite going to be the. 15
2: minute per game guy that some of these sure. think he will be. It's going to be and interesting. So that's why that that's why i I was wondering how much o- a Oklahoma City was going to pay him. That's yep. a, that's what I kept on wondering what his contract was. And once we found out, didn't he get the full mid level?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's getting like seven a year, I think. And then, so then he, he got the non guaranteed mid- mid-
2: for year two. Okay, so he got the full mid level, and I was like, okay. That seems like they're a little bit more serious mm-hmm. about him being on the floor than I thought. I, that. like, well, I think that's we, probably we what fought. it
1: required to get him to leave Europe, too. Th- right. that,
2: that's the thing, sure. Like, and that could easily just be a trigger for him to trade. Uh, Patty Yasser just tweeted out something that OSU fans will be very unhappy about tomorrow. <laughs> it um, finally happened. Yeah, 10 o'clock. but uh, <laughs> finally happened. But, um, but it just, like, once I saw that he signed for the full mid-level, I was surprised. I was like, okay, maybe this seems like he could be more in the cards, but, or is this trade fodder? Is this another team in the NBA really needs a point guard that knows kind of knows, knows kind of what he's doing. He obviously has skins on the wall of all over Europe. I mean, the dudes, you know, one where, where he's been cool for him. And he's he's experienced. I mean, and he's also a larger guard. Uh, does that fit OKC's mold? I mean, does he look like an older Ty Jerome? Sure, why not? Whatever. Um. It, but I, I don't know. It's all contextual. Right now, they're saying he's going to play, and he plans to play. And we talked about does Caseon Wallace or Caseon K- uh, whatever you guys are, were calling him these days, Caseon, <laughs> um, yeah. Kason. And regardless, like we talked about a couple weeks ago or however what it was, like about All Star. And I don't know if like he gets on the floor for enough minutes to be on a, an All Rookie team. So if I say I don't know if he gets on the floor enough to be on the All Rookie team, especially as a defensive specialist. Um, then I mean, like, I don't want to say defensive specialist as if, as if he doesn't have an offensive game, but it's hard, it's hard to assess it. I would say Vasily Michic just because he seems like a guy that they actually want to play, but yeah, he's more ready time, to go. But at the same time, he seems like a guy that looks really easy for trade fodder on a roster that's bloated right now. I think that's hard. Fair.
1: Let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back and just do a few more this or that's before we get out of here. We'll be right back. And we are back. Okay, guys, I got three more this or that's for you. This next one, this or that. Usman Jang plays over 60 or under 45 games for the Thunder next season. You're going over 60
3: or under hard. 45?
2: <laughs> There's oh. That's a terrible, that's terrible because like, I'd like it. I'd like a place where like, you just said like 60 and 50 and a and half under over year. under. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with that said, knowing that Ken 60 is, healthy, is like pretty
1: established that's in the how, rotation. I think yeah,
2: that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of games. That's why I'm kind of torn. So then you got to look at, all right, where's Aaron Wiggins fitting? Is he, where is Kenridge fitting? Poku. He's definitely going to play. Poku. Oh. Yep. James playing over Poku. Get out of here. Um, where is Trey Mann playing? Is he still playing? Where is Vasily Mitic playing? Is he playing for OKC? And so, like, you have to ask yourself these questions as far as like how deep are they willing to go? Because Jalen Williams is also on the bench. And oh, that was tough. I'm going. I'm going under 45 games, but I definitely think he plays several games. I wouldn't be surprised if I was it's, completely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's a good, again, like given the context of this question,
3: if I had to pick one, I'm going, I'm going over 60, just given okay. the context of the question, because I know how invested they are with Us, and I can, I just am so bought into the idea of Usman and um taylor's been drinking that summer league juice oh you better chugging it. it you better believe it uh however i'm 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 very much with kami like I, I i don't necessarily think that is going to be the case i just hope that we see development from ooze and, and where if he, he plays 60 he's rotation. having a breakout year oh 100
1: that's kind of where i'm at
3: we're kind of talking about him almost like we are dub i i would think oh, at that point that would be pretty bold all right yeah
1: next one this or that Some context for this one. From year one to year two, Josh Giddey's three-point attempts went down 0.8 per game, but his percentage went up 6% per game. So less threes, better percentage. I'm asking you guys, from year two, that was year one to two. So from year two to three, which one of those numbers goes up and which one goes down? He shot 3.1 threes a game last year, and he hit 32.5% of them. So one of those two numbers, either the the attempts or the percentage, has to go up. The other one has to go down. Again, 3.1 attempts, 32.5%. Which one is going up?
3: Which one is going down next year? I would say... Uh, a, a t- I- little more easy for me on this one i think the attempts go down even though i don't want them to i think the attempts would hypothetically in this this situation go down and the percentage would go up um, because we've seen josh working on that shot but also we've talked about chet coming back into this roster talking about dub potentially and hopefully taking a step shay um even bringing in guys like Oh, another season of Isaiah Joe an off season of Isaiah Joe with team. We talked about uh case and Wallace coming in and hopefully bring outside shooting to this team because of those reasons I could see where Josh doesn't shoot as many three point attempts, but uh, we, we, we've, we've seen the highlights. If you buy into the uh, the team, Australia highlights like you guys talked about before I jumped on, <laughs> hopefully that shot that he's been working on with chip is a little more efficient. So because of all those reasons, I'm going, the attempts go slightly down,
2: but the percentage goes up. Uh, I don't think any of them go down. I think that you look at this roster and
3: that's cheating. I I would agree with that,
2: but I don't think either of these numbers. I, I, I think it's a flawed question. The attempts I, I agree, are not going I down. Agree. I think a the lot of attempts are, are going won. up. If you're the opponent, who is the I person on this State team North. that you want shooting threes if Lou Dort is not on the court? That's actually you want Josh that, that's shooting actually those three. Really good counterpoint. That's a good And then he's been working with who? One of the best shooting coaches in the world. And so I would, ex- and especially with the larger sample size, usually becomes an increase in percentage yield. So I would say his attempts go up. Now, I'm not saying significantly to like five or four and a half, but I'm saying it's over it's over 3.1. And his percentage, I think, is above 32.5. Okay, I would have answered that if that were the question, Kamiar. <laughs> Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm inserting... I think the
1: poop smell is getting to Taylor, and he's getting hey. very feisty right now.
2: I'm just it's throwing out there that there were Greek Look, philosophers, very and they used the logic here. He has not
3: obtained Kasedo
2: yet, and... Um, uh, yeah, that's a different story, because, you know podcasts what? Podcasts for another time. Those small market teams, they need to mind their own business. You know what I'm <laughs> that's saying?
3: That's right. You're goddamn right. It's
2: <laughs> Brighton.
1: All right, last this or that. Poku? Gets a multi-year extension worth eight million plus annually, or he gets traded before the start <laughs> of the season.
3: <laughs>
2: Jake is very good at these. I just keep picturing the 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 draft picture that uh, Silva still just, has to recreate s- that still, thing. I Silva Silva's so not going to be able to pay off one of his bets until the season starts. That's I true. Know. I didn't think of that. I hey, know. if
1: you guys haven't been following us on social media. Last season's bets are getting paid. Um, Justin just uh, busted out the Tim Tam slam with I think three that boxes, cool. four boxes of Tim Tams three. that I sent him via Amazon that sat on his porch in a 110 degree weather and just <laughs> melted. Um, Taylor's eating a a triple burger. Taylor, where are you going to get your triple patty burger from?
3: I've been trying to decide. Okay, so oh, <laughs> I've been thinking about it. We'll leave it at that. We're we're getting a little long in this podcast, but I, I I've been I'm strategically thinking about it.
1: Okay. I owe Taylor a triple burger. Um, (laughs) We've paid off some other bets recently. What's uh, Nick got some scratchers for a lottery bet? So keep posted on our social media channels <laughs> as we continue to pay off bets. And I
3: um, am uh, screwed. I have to eat a rotisserie chicken here before too long <laughs> on the podcast, which I can do. I'm kind of looking forward to, honestly.
2: Be more Caleb's going to be, be like sweating barbecue. while he's doing it. Yeah, but the
3: worst one is this to guy it. below me here on, yeah. on, the, uh, on the stream. Uh, um, I have to embarrass myself in public. Uh, we will... I, I do we'll film think it. That could, and, and, yeah, we will absolutely hey,
1: film it. The two best bet payoffs that are coming is Silva has to recreate the Poku draft night picture where <laughs> they're sorry. all dressed up in suits with no smiles in the Eastern block.
2: And, and Silva... To, can't forget the post-it note over the... Like the yes, yeah. yeah. over you the live, Apple symbol. That's live about to fall off the computer. India. Yeah. yeah
1: And then Silva also has to take charges like he's J-Will. Uh in and the concourse of Paycom Center. Hold
2: up. Don't forget he has to stand at a busy intersection with the sign oh that says gosh. support men with erectile dysfunction like me.
1: <laughs> that man's <laughs> gonna have a bad time. Anyways, yeah. back back to the this or that. <laughs> Poku gets an extension worth eight million annually, or gets traded before the start of the season.
3: Uh I think eight. Okay, I, I think eight million annually is pretty low given the new CBA. Pre- yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The, the
1: new TV deal coming. We're talking like three for twenty-four.
3: I that's... I get what you're like. Again, if you said before trade deadline, this might even alter my answer. But eight million annually isn't a ton moving forward. Uh, I think I'm going to lean that direction. What do you think, Kamiar?
2: Yeah, I think there's. I mean, I think there's a reason why there are teams. There have been reports of teams that are just like keeping an eye on the Thunder because they have so many players that turn out to be really great role players, and then once they go to their teams, like the Houston Rockets, they ultimately suck because well, it's their team, and actually not the player like culture well, it's plays it's, a It's the player and the system. I'm ready to see it.
3: Max Struess
2: in uh in Indiana. <laughs> 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 to that point. <laughs> yeah but uh i I would err on the side of that it is more likely, and i'm gonna tie this to something else it is more likely for Poku to get that extension than it is for j r e and Garuba to be on the team.
1: I like that. I think mean, I thought you were gonna say it's more likely that Poku gets traded that way. oo can play those sixty plus games.
2: I mean like oo is fun and he i think he i think he plays a uh, like a a decent amount of games. Like I said, like I went under, but I would, I, I, I would not be at all surprised if he played in several games.
1: Yeah. All right. Gentlemen, thank you for entertaining me on the, this or that. <laughs> although welcome. I felt like I got a lot of pushback. Um, and now okay. it is that's
3: time is for Kamiar and Taylor's Chelsea post game pod. Kamiar, yeah. are you ready? It
2: was a draw and our best player got hurt. So that's good. Uh, I've been so excited for Nkunku and here we are.
1: All right. That'll do it for the uncontested tonight.
2: Go
3: blues.
1: (laughs) We'll be back Sunday evening, 9 PM central time. Make plans to join us. Then we should have some interesting stuff coming up soon. Uh, Schedule release. It should be within the next two weeks. So we'll have some content there. Um, Some more games. I know Nick's planning like a trivia night for us as well. So some good content on the horizon. So keep it posted to all the social, the uncontested social media channels, the YouTube page, you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Stay cool if you're like anywhere in the United States is all. Well always because cool, dude. We'll talk to you soon. Oh my god, under up.